Dial in toll-free. Take control of these airwaves, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find on the site there completely free. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. So coming up here tonight, lots to discuss. Your calls, of course, uh, are the primary element. If you dial in, you can take control. Tonight, joining you in the studio, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, Coming up, we'll talk a little bit about the TSA and then uh, the Bubble Congress. Wayne, you're going to tell us what the Bubble Congress is uh, all about. (laughs) I, I thought it was a joke. When you first told me about this, so we'll see in a little bit. But first, an update on the Illinois implosion. Uh, as we've been telling you over the past, I don't know, a couple of years now, California, Illinois, two of the worst financially stable uh, places, least? least financially stable places in the entire, as far as their governments, uh, in the entire country. And Illinois may be the worst. They're certainly facing a significant deficit like to the point where it's approximately what was it like 150 percent of the actual uh, budget like it was 13 billion dollars that they have spent but they can't pay for they're only collecting uh i guess they're only collecting wait a minute they're collecting i think it was like 26 i don't have the numbers in front of me but there's a lot of money out there that the state of illinois government has spent and it's approximately $13 billion, as I recall. And there were all these suggestions. Uh, it's $13 billion that they, they still have to cover. So uh, including several billion for pension payments and other things that are you know, like $6 billion for late bills. I mean, these guys are way behind, and it's a bad scene. So there were a lot of proposals on the table. And I think we probably went over this about a week ago. Uh, a lot of proposals on the table as to how to solve this. And one of the proposals was to increase the state income tax. What else could they possibly do? The You've pro- got to either cut spending or increase taxes, and they yeah. should do both, honestly. And they're not cutting spending. No, they can't. And they can't they, print money either. The, the employee unions um, have them strung up. They just can't cut the budget. Here it's uh, saying it's a $15 billion budget hole. I remember the article that we read last week said it would be at least $13 billion. So who knows what it'll actually end up ballooning up to uh, when all is said and done, when the, when the programs that they're paying for actually end up creating the costs that they're expected to create. Because remember, when government plans to do something like expand a road or something like that, it usually ends up costing more than they originally planned for. So a minimum of $13 billion. This article is saying $15 billion, but, you know, billion here, billion there. Who's counting, right? Uh, so let's see. Here's the story from chicago.cbslocal.com. By a single vote, Illinois lawmakers approved a, not a 33% tax increase, but a 66% increase to the personal income tax overnight. And soon your paycheck will be shrinking, presuming you live in Illinois. They were looking at 75%, so the people in Illinois can, can count themselves lucky. Well, their revenue is already shrinking because of unemployment and pay cuts and all that, except for the the, uh, the state workers. But, you know, it's not going to do any good. Whenever, these people, with their linear thinking, they always think, well, we'll raise taxes and raise more, uh, raise more revenue. It never happens that way. No, Revenue never. often goes down when you raise taxes. Well, and one of, the, one of those reasons is because people are going to look at this and they're going to say, all right, that's the last straw. I don't know how many of them are. I hope a plenty of them, and I hope a bunch of them who love freedom are going to come here to New Hampshire as a result of this. But... 
for some people, this is going to be the last straw, and they're going to say to themselves, screw this. I'm out of here. Right. I can go be poor in Florida. I'm leaving. I love, you know? I love to see how many businesses leave there. Because I, I, when I lived in California, I saw a lot of businesses leave California because of, of the tax situation, the corruption, and so on. And, you know, I remember a, a few months back, I was looking at some, some statistics worldwide. And those countries that are the toughest to start a new business in mm-hmm. are also the same countries in many cases that also are higher on the corruption index. Absolutely. And generally, those countries are also lower on the total economic freedom index as well. Exactly. Uh, and there are a couple different indices of that out there. There's the Free the World Foundation and the Heritage uh, Foundation. They both do a, a ranking every single year of the different countries out there. So, as CBS2 correspondent Jay Levine reports, Democratic state lawmakers have said the tax hike is necessary to get the state's outstanding bills paid. And remember, the last time we looked at this, the proposed increase of the income tax, no matter what the proposal was, whether it was 33% or 75%, still would not raise enough money to cover the, in this case, they're saying $15 billion deficit. They're still going to be in the hole. They're still going to be looking to, uh, to they're going to try to float a loan or something like that. They're... They're hoping that somebody's, some bank is going to back them up here, and I just find it hard to believe. IOUs like California? That, that there are a lot of bills that they owe right now. Lawmakers also say cuts in spending limits will be part of the plan. Around 1 a.m., the Illinois Senate approved the tax hike by a vote of 30 to 29. The Illinois House uh, did, did so also by 60 to 57. Uh, the governor is supposed to, uh, is, still has to sign the bill into law, but he has said that he's supported a tax, a tax hike all along, although this plan is double. He supported a, a higher tax hike. And did He's, you read no, the story? No, he said where... he supported one that was half as much. Um, it says, uh, okay, um, it says here he fled the state's Capitol building through the basement after a lengthy day of uh, debating a rescue plan for the troubled state. So like, the guy's not even, he's, he's not even willing to go out in the daylight. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, these people are so pathetic, they're skulking about in the sewers. Mark, now your, your wife, Laura, is from Illinois. Have you uh, talked to her about this at all? Yeah, she knows that it's a disaster. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do when you have so many unions that are so married to the government? I mean, you know, the the way the laws in that state are set up, my father-in-law is a a member of, I I think it's uh, it's Pipe pipe Fitters 597 or something like that. And, you know, they don't hire pipe fitters. They hire the union. Uh, You know, all these, uh, these, I mean, he works on nuclear power plants and other kinds of power plants and things like that. They hire the union to do the work. So... You know, these people are hamstrung. Their system is screwed. Well, it was based on on a faulty revenue model. It was based on on the assumption of perpetual growth. Mm. And now they're hamstrung because we're having a downturn. Well, of course, the government doesn't really know much about preparing for the future, right? They, Like you said, Wayne, they expected, even if they didn't expect perpetual growth, they still expected they're going to keep getting at least the same amount they've been getting. But you're probably right. They probably did bank on the idea they were going to get more and more every single year. And uh, it's just not smart. It's not a good idea for you to run your personal finances that way. It's never a good idea to spend what you earn or spend more than uh, than you earn. And frequently, that's where you see governments. That's what you see them doing. Well, that's exactly what a lot of homeowners did. They bought houses they could barely afford with the assumption that the value was going to go up 15% a year and that eventually it would, it would appreciate out of 
their their issue. But of course, it went the other way on them. Well, and that's what's happened to the governments. Now, the homeowners, I I believe they were sort of tricked. I mean, you know, many people got into the home buying marketplace. Um, you know, they had never seen home prices not elevating at a, a artificially high rate. I mean, they just hadn't seen it. I didn't see it. Um, and, you know, I, I, everybody in Florida got caught, but um, and, and I certainly wasn't, wasn't one of the ones that didn't. But I think that worse, that the politicians are incentivized to spend today, period, and not save for tomorrow. By they votes. don't. Right. They, they they know that the nation has gone on for 200 and something th- um, years. They're only going to be in office for a couple of decades tops. They need to get what they're going to get today. They need to get the favors from the lobbyists today. They need to make their voters happy today. And then, you know, whatever happens in the future, well, you know, that's that's the next guy's problem. Maybe that's why Alan Greenspan left office, eh? I, th- I suspect you're absolutely right on that one. Now, so far we've only touched on the fact that they're increasing the personal income tax rate by 66%. There's more. Uh, we'll get to that here in a moment. But they, what they're doing is they're taking it from what it was, which was 3%, and then taking it to 5%. Now, they give an example here to break it down for folks. In real numbers, if your gross income is 50000 a year, your state income taxes will rise from 1500 to $2,500 a year. I mean, that's a huge hit for somebody. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a lot of money. That's money that they could have put in their you know their kids' scholarship fund or something like or that. Or pay their mortgage. Or pay their mortgage down. Or you know put money into no, you know, no. whatever. Pay their, their home. <laughs> right. That's how tight things are getting. And and in fact, they actually interviewed some folks here, and as you might imagine, people are pretty upset about this. But we haven't even touched on the other taxes they're raising because it's not just this. 800-259-9231. Good time to consider the Free State Project. If you're someone who loves liberty and you're still in Illinois, you might want to ask yourself why. What are you still there for? 800. How much more of this are you going to put up with? 800-259-9231. You can take control and bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. You'll find that the features there are completely free. We've got a mobile site. You get a smartphone, you punch up m.freetalklive.com and get quick access to our streams as well as the podcast. Go to m.freetalklive.com. If you've ever considered taking a case to court without an attorney, Jurisdictionary.com is the course for you. It's for people without lawyers who must know what it takes to win and for people with lawyers who want to minimize their legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what their lawyers should be doing. It works for both plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. It's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. I've gotten it. I've paid it for it myself. I think it's that good of a course. I recommend it for you. 
you're going to take a ticket or anything else to court, jurisdictionary.com. It'll teach you how to uh, get evidence, uh, move the court, whatever you need to do. When you go and purchase Jurisdictionary at jurisdictionary.com, use the pull-down mention, uh, menu and mention Free Talk Live in there. It's jurisdictionary.com. All right, so 800-259-9231, starting out tonight with an update on the Illinois implosion as uh, the Illinois state government desperately attempts to cover up a $15 billion budget deficit. It's huge, that $15 billion is... Serving our communities oh, that's something our community is going on network. there. That's should not. Those darn news sites with their autoplay features. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Illinois desperately trying to cover up the uh, $15 billion budget deficit which is approximately 50% of the entire state budget. And, uh, wow, they're doing some desperate things. They've decided to increase the, uh, the, the, the state personal income tax by 66%, going from 3% to 5%. And people are pretty upset about it, as they should be. I mean, it's already an economic crunch. Mm-hmm. As one woman uh, told CBS2, I don't like that. I'm already losing enough money. Another said, my taxes are high, so I just really, I'm really struggling as is. Let's go to your calls and your thoughts, and we'll tell you what they're doing to the corporate income tax, because then that's going to drive jobs out. 800-259-9231 to Tom, listening on the road in Georgia to WMTM in Moultrie. Hello, Tom. Hi, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Okay, well, I work for the state of Michigan, and uh, our union, I have, to, I have to be a member of a union in the state of Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we have no choice in that. Yep. We are not a right-to-work state. But uh, the Michigan, when I first hired in, had passed a law back in 1996 where it got rid of the union for new, I mean, not the union, uh, the pension plan for new hires. Mm. So anyone hired after uh, March 31st of 97 was put into a 401k program. Mm, okay. so that's helped enormously with our state budget, but we still run into deficits every year. I bet. Michigan's in real bad shape. Yeah, these 401k yes. plans are probably the only thing that can save uh, public sector unions. Um, I agree with right. you. Thanks for calling in and mentioning now, it. What, what, what else they, they did, though, is they're, they're $1.8 billion in debt compared to Illinois' $15 billion, right? Is that right? Well, that's a, that is a big difference. Now, right, and what we've done every year, we cut eight prisons last year and the year before from our budget, and we keep finding ways to cut and save money. We don't pile this debt on. We've cut jobs. We cut. We make the painful choices. Illinois could do the same thing, but they've refused to do that. Did that you say that, comes, uh, that the state government cut eight prisons? Yes, they did, over no. a two-, three-year period. Now, does that mean Michigan. that it's being operated by a private company or that they've just shut them down? They, they've shut them down. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, did, what did they do with the prisoners? Did they uh, let a bunch of uh, pot smokers go? Because, I mean, we all know the prisons are filled with people that don't belong there. Well, we, we have what's called a Michigan, Michigan uh, Prisoner Reentry Pro Initiative, which is um, you, you work with your local communities, help the prisoner get back into the, 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 the proper frame of mind when it comes out of prison. And uh, you try to get local charities and stuff like that involved with uh, reintegrating these guys into society. Uh, it's had some success. I don't agree with Grant, Grant Holmes, who are outgoing governor's uh, numbers. I think as I worked in corrections, some of these numbers haven't been as great as she said. And um, so that that's a problem with that. But, I wait, so, some... so let me see if I'm following you. You're, you're saying there's some sort of a program that helps, uh, allegedly helps these prisoners get back out into the real world. So they're allowed to enter that program and thereby leave. If they're not like nonviolent or something like that, it, they're allowed to uh, to get out sooner? Is that the idea? Right. It depends on the crime. It depends on the crime. 
I can't give you the total specifics. I'm not up there in uh, well, it's, the if that's what they're doing, that right? I mean, it, obviously we're speculating here a little bit, but if that's what they're doing, then that's great news, and I hope that other other government people around the country take a look at that and uh, realize that they that they're spending a lot of money. In many cases, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year or more. I think California is more. Well, uh, the, on, yeah, the Correctional Officer Union in California is, as I understand it, the strongest pub- public sector union in the the, the strongest union in the mm-hmm. state so you what you have is a situation where they where they you know they got a, a union lobbying to keep these guys in many of whom um are non-violent people that you know it wouldn't really matter if they got reintegrated in society Here, here's what gets me though if, if you're a public sector employee you do not have the right to strike you understand that so if the government sits back and says look i know we negotiated these but we're gonna have to let x amount of people go sorry Unless you guys want to take a twenty five hundred dollar pay cut, which we're looking at in Michigan, paying benefits per per state employee, okay? You know what? I'd rather keep my job. I'm sorry. And to sit back and 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 do this, oh, I, you know, I don't think I should give this up. You know what? You're pretty selfish, and you're not thinking about the bigger plan here. You know, there's a lot of people in Michigan who are willing to do that. Thanks for the call tonight, Tom. I appreciate hearing from you and drive safe out there at 800-259-9231. You know, I think the difference between Michigan and Illinois, though, is that Michigan is is further down the road. Michigan was highly dependent on the auto industry, which pretty much imploded about two years ago. And they've had to make tough... Down the economic road, you mean? Yes, yes. Whereas uh, Illinois didn't really have that that implosion of of their primary industry like uh, Michigan did. So Michigan is further down the road, and they've got to make the tough choices now. Illinois is going to be in the same position as they are probably within a year. Well, it looks like uh, Michigan's shown a propensity at this point, according to what the, the guy's saying, a propensity to make the tough choices, mm-hmm. whereas Illinois has shown no such propensity at this point. No, they're just they're just cranking up the taxes. In fact, as CBSLocal.com in Chicago reports here, not only are they increasing personal income tax by 66%, but they're also boosting the corporate income tax rate by nearly 50%, from 4.8% to 7%. Now, there's some people out there that just don't understand uh, what this means. They'll look at that and they'll say, yeah, stick it to those corporations. Make them pay. But what you don't why get... Why couldn't they do it all to corporations? Well, why, do I, why do I have to pay for this? Why don't the corporations pay? Well, because uh, the reason why it's bad when the corporate income tax... And person, it's all bad. Whenever, whenever taxes are raised, it's bad, no matter uh, which tax we're talking about. But the all reason taxes why, are paid by the end user. And right. you, my friend, if you're listening to my voice, are the end user. Right, unless you can live your life without buying anything from a corporation, uh, which is pretty difficult, then you're paying their taxes for them. So raising the corporate income tax almost 50% is going to mean that those corporations right. will be passing those costs along to their customers in the form of increased prices, which means that not only will Illinoisans be paying more in personal income tax, meaning they have fewer dollars to spend at the grocery store or the department store but also when they get to the department store the prices of the products on the shelves are going to be higher and so therefore it's a huge cost of living increase for the people in illinois and some corporations will move out that is another factor some will decide this is the last straw 50 percent increase in corporate taxes we can move next door to indiana and do better or or, hampshire or to new hampshire and there go those jobs more coming up this is free talk live 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Those features include archives. Get a lot of those. In fact, you can go to freetalklive.com and you'll see them right there at the top of the page. The last week's worth are there. And then if you click into the archive section, that takes you back as late as 2006. So head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the archives on us. And you can also know that the Free Talk Live archives are brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name or .anything. They've got free site builder tools that are easy to use, one-click script installs, more than 4,500 free website templates, and a 99.9% uptime guarantee. Also, a 45-day money-back guarantee. And if you use the portal we've created, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, you'll get your first month completely free. It's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. I've used them myself, by the way, and they're excellent. Fantastic. They, 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 they can handle WordPress, which many of them can't, right? I don't uh, know about that, Mark. Yes. They, well, the, the WordPress installation is, is really seamless. And, and actually, you can, you can do Joomla. You can do, um, uh, what's the one you use? Drupal? I oh, use Drupal. WordPress yeah. and Drupal. You can use Drupal. Most of the major frameworks are supported. Good to know. HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. First month is free. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. We're telling you about what the Illinois state government people are doing. It's just this jack, uh, gigantic tax increase is just awaiting a signature. They have passed this in both the uh, Senate and the House. 66% increase on uh, personal income tax. Corporate income tax going up by approximately 50% from 4.8% to, uh, well, not, not quite 50%, but from 4.8% to 7%. So, a, or excuse me, yeah, I guess that is about 50% of 4.8%. So, in addition to the corporate income tax, many businesses in Illinois pay a personal property replacement tax of 2.5% of income, bumping their corporate tax rate to 9.5%. Democrats said the tax hike will help plug a $15 or $15 billion budget hole. <laughs> yeah, fat chance, pal. President John Cullerton said, we're going to pay some bills on, we're going to pay bills on time. And that's a huge change. <laughs> Yay. You go pat yourself on the back. We're going to go out and rob and rape and pillage the public and, and we're going to take all the booty and pay our bills. They're, they're so, they're, they're just so not used to paying their bills on time that this is like a big day for them. Cullerton emphasized that the tax hike is only one portion of a solution to the state's budget crisis. He says the taxes are not going to borrow anymore to make our pension payments without borrowing our pension payments to make up for the loss in federal revenues. They're not going for any new programs or any new spending. They're going to have to be further cuts even with this tax. The tax hike will be coupled with strict 2% limits on spending growth. Whoa! They're really slashing and burning there. 2%? Now they can only spend 2% more. Is that what the Ameri- average American household's done in the last couple of years with the economic downturn? Cut 
No, no, no. They're uh, they're going to, going to limit their growth to two percent. They're not cutting two <laughs> percent. Let's make this clear. They have a budget for this year. Next year, their their budget can be two percent more higher. Yeah, two percent higher. Uh, if officials spend above those limits, the tax increase will automatically be canceled. This plan supporters warned the rising pension and health care costs probably will eat up all the spending allowed by the caps, forcing cuts in other areas of the government. And uh, so get ready. Get ready. If you live in uh, the so-called state of Illinois, it's coming. 800-259-9231. Oh, yeah, and they're still talking about more taxes. Another dollar a pack increase in cigarette taxes. You're going to use that money allegedly for schools. You know, and they think that this is, they they think they can predict how much this is going to bring in. But the more they raise the taxes, the more people quit, the more people order their cigarettes online from uh, North Carolina, the, the, you know, the the more they do things to avoid this. Same thing with the other taxes. So they they probably won't get an, an increase in revenue even. Fight, flight, and fraud. That's so, what happens. We'll keep our eyes on Illinois and let you know what uh, continues to develop up there. And, of course, if you've got something uh, you want to update us on or bring to our attention, 800-259-9231 and to the attention of all those listening. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Eric in Washington. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, Ian, you know you are saying uh, to get out of debt yesterday? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good idea. Well, do you have any uh, cash in your pocket? Right now, I don't. Uh, how about in a checking account? Well, I suppose so, yeah. Well, uh, do you realize that means uh, that not everybody can get out of debt? Right. What you're pointing out is that the Federal Reserve essentially creates debt when it prints out money. Their Federal Reserve notes, they are essentially evidence of that debt. Is that well, what you're pointing out? Yeah, they're loaned into circulation. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Whoever borrowed them has to capture them back in order to pay off their debts. Okay. So uh, the problem is, is when the Federal Reserve creates a dollar, it's one of three book entries. Uh, It's the credit part of the book entry, and the other two parts are the debt and the debit book entries. And the, the debt is owned by the Federal Reserve. The debit is owned by the person that borrowed the debit and the dollar and the credit. And uh, so that person has to recapture all the dollars that he spent to uh, fulfill his debt. Mm-hmm. And, and then once somebody pulls uh, plus the interest, once somebody pays back uh, the loan, then that money disappears from the system. Right. And then here's, an, here's the big problem is that when... The Federal Reserve uh, loans out the debits and the credits. They actually have a way of giving you more debits than credits, and they keep the credits. Well, the whole system is screwed up, and there are all kinds of problems with it. The, one of the big problems is that uh, it's a central bank, and they can issue a currency through fiat, and it doesn't have to be backed up uh, by anything at all. And well, so I think that uh, certainly one thing we agree on it, is that the Federal, gov- or the Federal Reserve should go away, right? Yeah, it, it's, the, the cash is backed up by the fact that somebody is going to do something in turn to capture the the dollar that he spent that's what it's backed up by so it, you can't really call it fiat um 
what we well, have. I think that uh, you pretty much can call it fiat. In fact, it's commonly known as a fiat currency. Well, that's that what they want you just, to call it. Yeah. it. Yeah, well, I don't think they want you to call it that, in that it is created by decree. It is somebody has said, okay, we're going to create this, and poof, they make it. Well, yes. any time you can take those those fiat dollars and, and turn them into something real and let the money go off to somebody else, the, the fake money. You know, a lot of people... Right, that somebody has to capture in order to pay off their debt. Okay. Thanks for the call tonight, Eric. Appreciate hey, hey, hearing from you. I got 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yeah, we haven't heard from him uh, in a little while, but that's the guy that calls in with some incoherent uh, financial plan to that it, that doesn't involve any kind of interest payments. Like, he is completely against interest payments. What well, do you feel about that, Wayne? Well, you know, interest is supposed to be the price of money. And the reason why we talk about interest is that the money's being constantly debased. If you had uh, money that was real stable and maybe even gained purchasing power over time, there probably wouldn't be a need for interest, very little if any. Interest on loans, you mean? Yeah, even interest on loans, because if... if Please. Uh, if, if, I'm not going to give you any money um, to uh, do whatever your project is um, that you don't happen to have if I don't get some kind of uh, recoup on it. Plus the uh, the fact that it's it's a real hard asset as opposed to what we currently have, which, you know, it, they aren't. So... Um, you know, I would I would actually be looking at losing more by owning by by loaning stuff out. Well, that that, that depends because the, right now, if you borrow twenty dollars from somebody, let's say, and it's over a year, if you've got really a lot of inflation, you need a higher interest rate to make up for that loss of buying power in that year because it's also time we're talking about. So, if if instead I lend you an ounce of silver then you know that's going to keep its buying power, maybe even increase it in today's environment. So there wouldn't be as much of a need for interest because you were holding on to it anyway. It's going to buy more a year from now than it did today. You're still going to see interest, but I, I see what you're saying. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up anything that's on your mind, 800-259-9231. You know, since he brought up the Federal Reserve, uh, Wayne, I know you've got something tonight you, wanna, you might want to share about the Federal Reserve and what it might look like, what our world might look like without it, if it had never created. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website. You can enjoy the features there for free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Uh, You can shop with us, for instance, at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live gets a portion of the total purchase. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest internet superstore with dozens of categories. Great deals, free super saver shipping, used items... All kinds of opportunities to buy some good stuff at uh, great prices and have it delivered directly to you. Plus, when you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the sale. So, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Coming up this summer, it's the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And you might want to start making your plans now to go because you don't want to wait considering that campground the campground is selling you know it may sell out this time around it's never sold out before but it's been packed full 
of hundreds and hundreds of liberty-minded people. It's an amazing time. I know for a fact the cabins are already sold out. Uh, I believe there's still some hotel space left and some camp space left. So it's not. Too, it's certainly not too late. I don't know how close it is to being too late, but it's you know people are are reserving as soon as they possibly can to be near friends and and all of that. Uh, so what you want to do is go to porkfest.com. That's pork with a C. P o r c f e s t dot com. Finally, the uh, the page has been updated there with the current dates for the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. It's June twentieth through the twenty sixth. More details will be coming soon uh, to the page, but it's been an absolute blast. We've gone every year we've been here in New Hampshire, and Free Talk Live is broadcasted uh, live from every single pork fest so far that we've been up here. And it's been a lot of fun. Looking forward to going again this year. And, Mark, we still need to figure out if we're going to go for just the weekend or for the whole week now, because the pork, pork fest has expanded now officially into a week-long event. So that's it's a big choice because it's a lot of fun to do pork fest and I I'm inclined to go up for uh, for more than than just the weekend this time around. Anyway, porkfest.com, go there, get involved and don't forget to join the Free State Project while you're at it at freestateproject.org. 800-259-9231. We're coming up here Wayne, we're going to get to your 10 things that would be different if the Federal Reserve were never created. We'll get to that in a moment, but first Frank is on the line in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Ah, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? Yeah, tonight, what I wanted to say, when I called in a few days ago and mentioned, I made the statement that Marbury versus Madison, since that Supreme Court case, the federal government has always reigned supreme versus the states as a de facto, you know, uh, situation. Uh, granted, Marbury versus Madison established the first case of the Supreme Court and the, nece- the necessity and justification for the process of judicial review uh, within the Constitution. That we fully understand. But I've spent a couple days looking back over cases where the states first uh, challenged the federal government regarding some law. And virtually in every situation, the, the, the federal government is uh, supreme, even though theoretically the states and the federal government are equal with regard to law and interpretation of law and everything, the de facto standard is that the federal government seems to outrank the states. And I wanted to clarify that. Frank, how far back did you look? I went back quite a ways, and the most damning case would have been when the uh, Confederacy, the states, wanted to secede from the United States, and the federal government didn't allow for that, and as a result, we had our civil war. And I also wanted to state, too, that if the states and the federal government were equal, or were in a real sense co-equal, then you would have situations whereby the states could challenge the federal government, and you may have a situation where states would find the uh, federal income tax to be unconstitutional, and as a result, or they would not support it, and you would have states that would be tax-free zones. Well, some of the reasons that that doesn't happen, as I understand it, is because the states are beholden to the federal government, not just mm-hmm. from the point that you're making, that certainly the federal courts are going to rule that, the, uh, that they're in charge of the states. But if you look at the way the federal government works in a lot of cases, they essentially offer a handout to the state governments in return for their obedience. Yeah, but we see that. We see that after FDR, especially in the 1930s. Right, and, and so if it that, were true, though, it, but, prior to that, but that hold wasn't on now, Frank. If it were true that if if what you were saying were true across the board, then why wouldn't the federal government just be able to come in and say you must do this? Why why are they coming to the states and saying here we want you to do this? So take this money, and then once you take the money, you're obligated to do these things. Why not just go well, ahead and lay down? Of, there's a whole series of legal precedents that sort of. Uh, 
preclude that. But that's all I wanted to say. You didn't answer the question, though. What, why do they not just come down with orders from on high if they truly are in charge? Well, and they do tend to do that. They do that. But they do it when they have existing agreements between the state governments. So if the state governments, the various different bureaucracies, the Department of Safety, the Department of Fill-in-the-Blank, they're taking federal money, that's when the federal government can hand down edicts. That's when it can say, okay, now you've got to upgrade your water facility or your water treatment facility. It can do, okay, that. That. It can do that without even that occurring. Uh, well, if that's the case, then why don't they? Why didn't they do it when it comes to uh, the seatbelt law? A very good case because most people felt that that empirically the seatbelts would save lives, and that was sort of, uh, in a sense, a no-brainer. A no-brainer. But you see that with OSHA, the Occupational Health and Safety Act. That's a federal code, and it is federal law. It's also administrative with regard to how it's going to be applied, and uh, if there's going to be any adjudication, it goes into. Uh, an area of administrative law. Yet OSHA is mandatory in all the states, and uh, in a sense, federal buildings all have to meet OSHA codes and all sorts of, you know, Occupational Health and Safety Act regarding safety in the workplace. That stuff is, is for the most part, uh, also accepted by the states and the state governments. Frank, I, and, I see where you're coming from. I think it's an inconsistent position. So in a sense, position. all I wanted to say is this. I don't think we can answer it, but if we look at the legal precedents from Marbury versus Madison all the way through the present, we see that there's a huge body of precedent in case law that, uh, that, 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 in a sense, allows for the federal government to be superior in a de facto sense to the states. And Thanks for the, for the call tonight, that's Frank. That's all I wanted I, to Yeah, I appreciate hearing from you. I, I looked at the Marbury versus Madison case after, he, after there was the row about that uh, a few days ago, and I, I sort of agreed with what Frank said. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's saying something that is uh, that is generally untrue. It's certainly, the be- federal government behaves in most cases as though it is in control of the states. And the but, states behave in most cases as though that's true. Right, but what happens when one of the states says no? Well, what happens when anyone says no? Well, the states have said no before. Look at the Real ID Act, for example. The states said right. no, and it went away. Now, Thomas Wood's book, Nullification, he brings up some very good points there. He claims he d- went back and did a lot of research even before the so-called Civil War, and found that before the civil, so-called Civil War, a lot of states uh, nullified uh, a lot more federal laws. In fact, the fugitive slave laws were nullified by the states very often. Let's say New Hampshire. This actually did happen in New Hampshire, where a slave escaped from the south up to the north, mm-hmm. and the federal fugitive slave laws said, well, they're supposed to, if the slave owner comes up there and says, oh, that, that guy over there is my slave, I want to take him. Said, the state said, no, you can't do that without due process. And, and so th- that was what it was used for a lot back then before the so-called civil war after the civil war and lincoln and all that then it seemed like the federal government was dictating to the states a lot more because look what we did to the south we'll do it to you yeah. whatever it may may have been so the federal government got the upper hand they they kind of no bit doubt. the states on the ear around no that doubt. period but as you pointed out there are examples where the the state governments can stand their ground mm-hmm. and they have gotten away with that so it's really just a matter of gumption, isn't it? It's just well, a matter of the state governments being willing to say, all right, we don't care if we get this federal money. We're not going to go along with this with this edict. Well, what you're saying is uh, you're, you're talking about the poker game of it all. Um, you know, this is uh, – people suggest that this is a nation of laws and that somehow we know what the laws are, that they're written down and all that kind of thing. And, and as we know, there's more laws than uh, one man can read in four lifetimes. And then mm-hmm. there's the precedent that surrounds it. 
So there's not even laws that really say who's in charge, the state versus mm-hmm. the federal government. It just I depends mean, on who acts like it. The Constitution's supposed right? to be clear on this, and mm-hmm. it is. However— Well, it seems clear. The, the states form the federal government, so therefore they should be the, the higher power, and they should be able to leave whenever they want. But as you pointed out, the, the Civil War kind of changed people's perspective on that. So isn't it more about what people believe, and especially the people in the state governments, and what they believe about the federal I government? I agree with well, that statement. Yeah, states can, states can partake in civil disobedience, too. And, they have and I hope past. we see more of that. I, I hope that now that we're here in New Hampshire and there are hundreds of people that have made the move here for the Free State Project, we've already seen a dozen people at least getting elected, Free Staters actually being elected to the state uh, representative seats. Hopefully we'll start to see more of that state-level disobedience where the state government is, is the, at that point saying, no, that's okay. We don't want to participate in that federal program. We don't want to take that federal money. We don't want to have to be beholden to the federal government. And I hope that we'll see more and more of that happening well, over time. One of the problems um, okay. with that is is that uh, your tax-paying citizen, your citizens pay that money in. So when the state chooses not to pay, take that money out, so you've got this kind of s- sticky situation. Well, that's why you need to have secession to where then nobody uh, will feel obligated to pay federal taxes. I strongly suggest Frank Reed Thomas Woods book called Nullification. It's outstanding. All right, we'll come back with more. Hour number two is on the way next. You can take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231. Bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. A very wealthy U.S. citizen is predicting that in 2011, we'll witness the most important day in America in more than 50 years. He says it will change everything about our lives, the way you shop, travel, invest, educate your children, and even how you take care of your health and your family. Now, this man has made some outrageous predictions over the years, but he's usually right. He predicted the collapse of GM, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and America's biggest mall owner. And recently, he created a video which you can watch online for free, detailing his biggest and most important prediction yet. I can't stress this enough. You should at least watch this free video online today. He explains everything you need to know, including simple steps you can take to protect yourself. You can find the video at End of America. 19.com. Although this video may be offensive to some audiences, it's worth checking out. Again, it's endofamerica19.com. That's the numeral 19. That's endofamerica, the numeral 19.com. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. You can bring up absolutely anything. Still to come, the Bubble Congress. will explain what that means. Uh, Bizarre-sounding story. Uh, (laughs) And it is. We'll get to that. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything, and we'll go first to Teresa, listening in somewhere. Teresa, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, thank you, Teresa and Fullerton. Thank you. I just want to let you know, yes, Fullerton, California. What's on your mind tonight, Uh, Teresa? Yes, thank you. Uh, Arizona, what's happening there for Arizona is that, uh, you know, I pray for the people that have lost their 
their loved ones. It's terrible. But I want to let you know that this is a false flag attack. This what? is a false flag attack. What? I think wait, wait, the Obama- wait, hold on now. Let's define what that means. Uh, some of the, the, the definitions I understand it of false flag is that the government essentially or some secret governmental organization uh, basically sets this event up, sets an event up for the purpose of essentially increasing the the you know, giving the government an excuse to increase its size and scope and power, power over people's lives what makes you believe that the the mass murderer uh the, over this past weekend in Arizona at the Safeway parking lot uh was a false flag attack well first of all he was a, a deranged individual he's mentally ill okay that much i agree with you on he is definitely crazy yeah you have these people over you know the uh, human um suicide bombers that are suicidal they're crazy. These are people that they planted the bombs. They walk right in. They don't know what they're doing, but they get bombed and they, they you know, they level the whole playing field. But that's a reli- that's a I- religious uh, beliefs. They believe they're going to have how many virgins is it if they do that? Uh, the number keeps going up. It keeps going up. Yeah, but in this guy's but- case, he he seems deranged. But the only thing that doesn't add up for me around mm-hmm. that is that. They probably would have. They probably would have really uh, set him up to be look like a Tea Party member or something. Whereas this guy was a lefty. He was he was actually more apolitical, but a little bit more on the lefty side, which wouldn't really play into their hands to pass new uh, repressive laws. Plus, he's freaking well, crazy. He I is, mean, this guy can't put a sentence together. What makes yes, you sir. think that he was have involved seen, in some kind of plot? Have you seen his mugshot? They're trying to scare us. It's a scare tactic. They want to creep us down on he's our hands. He's a creepy guy. He's, he's scary. It's true, but but if I could say something, he they want to do a shock value on us. They want to scare us to death. Well, Not well, long now, can, hold they, on a can they grab- Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, what you're pointing out here is the media's response to this. They're Absolutely. printing the mugshot. They're mm-hmm. they're maybe maybe you're right. The media wants to scare you because they want you to tune in through a commercial break. Never so you let can, a crisis go to waste. So you can see what's going to happen during the next. Well, even though that nothing one? has changed, but you, you ju- you're jumping ahead. You, you're getting ahead of what you're arguing for. You're saying that it was a false flag, which means she's yeah. using the terminology wrong. Wait, right. Well, okay. Maybe you no, are using I, the terminology no, wrong. You defined it for her. You didn't let her talk. You haven't let her talk yet. That's not true at all. Thank I mean, she you. hasn't got. A, she you. hasn't got one full. She hasn't been able to put two sentences together. You got a friend <laughs> yeah, over I, here. I, the whole thing is, is from what, what I understand, is a false flag attack. This is my definition of that. Is that it is all orchestrated by the elitist, by the, the um, exactly shadow what, government, if you will. By okay, the shadow so government, this, if you will. They have implanted, Isn't that what I said, Mark? Wasn't is, that my I, definition? I, 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 she didn't challenge right. my definition, did she? It's Thank just, you. No, apparently you're not. Right. Now, what, no. which shadow government agency is... Are they controlling this guy? I mean, what? how are they controlling him? Because he seems legitimately like a lunatic on his own. I've got two words for you. Okay. Eight. Eight. The number eight, Corporations. End of story. Game over. We don't have a you dog in this ended fight. Any story. What we don't have a dog in this. Well, what I meant is that we don't have a shadow government is overtaking the whole entire world. Look at the world. I've never okay. seen this economic crisis right. throughout the so world. So basically, you are. We had a deal. We have never. I'm sorry, had Mark. This, I can't just I, let her go through uh, five sentences no, because it's all crazy. Look. No, no, no. I don't no, no, want to no. scare anyone. You need to explain. It doesn't matter if you're... Sure. We don't care it, if you try to scare somebody. If you want to I'm make the allegation that this is a false flag attack, I'd like you yeah. to explain how you believe that they have control over this young man who is totally nutso. 
you see the mugshot in, that, that is fixated on AOL front page, I and see. they have this snarling look, the scares you. Not, not alone can they grab our, our private parts over at TSA, over at the airports. Uh-huh. They want to take, they want to hone us down. They want to go us onto the FEMA camp. They take us to the train and, okay. and just, and just take us off to the FEMA question. camp and off. I'm trying to have question? a conversation here. I, and I understand. I understand, Teresa, that you have concerns with the police state. I share some of those concerns with the I police think it's state. Great that AOL.com's still up. Right. Okay. So my question again was: If yeah. you're going to allege this is a false flag attack, please speculate to me as to how you believe it occurred. How do they have control over this man who can't even put sentences together correctly? This is a perfect opportunity. First, they find a state. A state is very controversial. They, they hit a judge. They hit a congressperson. They hit a child. It hits everybody's heart. What now, are you Obama talking Lama about? drama is going to. Uh, if I can make a statement here, no, now no, Obama's going to go ahead and make dodging, a little. You're dodging, now you're dodging the question. She Teresa. hasn't answered a single I'll, one I'll, of my questions. Oh, I, I have. Feel, I wait, wait a second, have been, I haven't even finished. Yeah. I said I'll back you up when I think that you've been wrong. However, you're really not answering his question. Do, does Jared Loftner exist? That wasn't my question. No, he does not exist. What? I, 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 no, see, he... Strike the root, my friend. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a personification of the eight corporations. Just sit back and listen. You're just out a of minute. your mind. What I'm are you talking about? I'm out of my mind. And you've been He's bought out. And you've been bought out by the media. <laughs> well, Julian inter- Assange is transparency. From the very beginning to the very end. Julia What Assange. are you talking you, about? The eight corporations. You know what I'm talking Madam? about. Read about the Bilderberg Group. Read about. I've heard I mean, about the Bilderberg Group. It's a group of elite people who meet together in a hotel the and they talk about how to control the world. What does that have to do with your allegations of the eight corporation and this man being a personification who not, doesn't exist? What the heck does that mean? Interrela- it's all interrelated. If you want me to go in for a sound bites, I can't do that. All I'm telling you is what you I know. You don't have answers. That's why you, you just. Don't, you, that's you all don't you have. have any, all you have are allusions to conspiracy theories. You, you don't have, have any a, kind of answers. You have nothing and you substantive. you have a blank book. You have a script that you read, and you, you go for it from, from the beginning you, to you the end of the day. You may paranoid and okay. crazy. I am. Look, how about you? You're paranoid. No, we, we don't get a check from the Bilderberg Group. We do not have oh, a script. Please, I didn't to say you were going to, but media is being bought and sold. Well, well, the this television media, media can is I not tell being you bought and sold. Can I say one last thing? Can I say one last thing if I may, please? TV. Okay, television. Okay, television. You put it on two, four, and seven. You got this bimbo, blonde hair, blue eyed, pretty girl. They're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But they talk about Lindsay Lohan. They talk about Michael Jackson. Oh, I share they your talk about on that. When, when there are some serious stuff out in the world that is going to crucify all of us. No doubt. And that's that's the the services. A, Teresa, I agree on that point. Okay, I agree on that point. Do you agree we don't have a dog in this fight? Teresa, name for me a natural disaster. Something that has occurred without the Bilderberg's influence in the last decade. I'll try HARP, H-A-A-R-P. That was not an answer to the question. <laughs> to what I'm saying. Stop talking. I'm trying to sound me. like a politician, but I think you only listen to the politicians. I think that's the only way they can get you to know the politicians are thieves and liars. Then, you don't even know who you're talking to. Oh, no, please. You know, can I say something? You I'm just did. Okay. Not. I want to say, Teresa. I want to say, no, Teresa. I want to, Teresa. You're going to answer my question, Teresa. My question is: Has there been a natural?
natural disaster, something that has occurred without the intervention of the Bilderberg <laughs> Group in the last decade? No. <laughs> Thanks for I the call. It. Like, you know, there couldn't possibly be a hurricane. There couldn't possibly oh, be a, an earthquake. I mean, hello, world. This is what conspiracy theory looks like. Like, there's there's nothing that could possibly happen that the that, that this, whatever bad the group corporation. It is, whatever it's the Trilateral Commission, the Bilderbergers, the, 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 the Freemasons, you pick it. The Templar Knights, uh, mm. I don't care. Um, if... If you don't believe that there hasn't been a natural occurrence, something bad that's happened on Earth before this, you know, the, or, you know, since this group came into inception, I, you know, I can't believe anything you say. She did not have one substantive answer to any of the questions that I asked. Noticed how I delved to the root of the problem. You though. did nail that one, yeah. though, Mark. Uh, but eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I you're guarantee lucky you're you, you're going to save your crappy little radio she, show. She sounds a little freaked out. <laughs> She's definitely a freak. Eight hundred two five nine. 9231, the SACL CAI toll free lines. This is Free Talk Live. to call this show 800-259-9231 the SACL CAI toll free line 1-800-259-9231 you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and you can bring up whatever you want but if you bring up something don't expect us to just allow you to lecture there has to be a discussion we have questions if you want to make an allegation like something really outrageous like suggesting that uh, Jared Lofner was an agent uh, working on behest of the federal government uh, when he's actually some crazy looney tunes who can't no, even put... she didn't she did not uh, allege that she said he didn't exist well, that's true. You <laughs> she just, you know, he's he's either some random picture. Pic, he's an apparition. Or, uh, you know, just some picture they got off the Internet or something. And uh, this was actually a CIA black op or something. Wow. I don't know what she was talking about. So and there, those things do exist. But but you don't want to sit there and try to uh, ram a, a round peg through a square hole. And that that's I think you're reaching for it a little bit here. Well, the conspiracy theorist is constantly trying to find out, constantly trying to uncover the truth, even when it stares them right in the face. I mean, this guy was seen by multiple witnesses on video. Uh, I mean, this guy was clearly the the person who was involved in uh, in the shooting. And to just deny that really is it's just to ignore reality. Anyway, so we're going to ask you questions about what it is you're going to call in. I mean, if you're going to make an allegation like that, that uh, the federal government was behind this, uh, I mean, it's ludicrous. They're behind a lot of stuff, but it, no doubt. probably not this. And they are killers. The federal government are killers, and they're dangerous, and, and they don't do good things. They hurt people. No doubt about all that. And I agreed with her point. Uh, she wouldn't, you know, I could, we could barely get in the point that I agreed with her, but I agreed with her point that, yeah, the mainstream media is sensational, and they do take these stories, and they do blow them out, to some extent, out of proportion. And they uh, they do want to scare you. They want you to continue tuning into their product. And yes, the pretty girls uh, on the uh, the mainstream media uh, reports they do talk about things like American Idol, and that is the bread and circuses aspect of the uh, the world that uh, the society in which we live that keeps people distracted and keeps them away from important news and important information. So Your Bilderberg handlers just have you say that kind of stuff. That part. <laughs> that part. <laughs> I go to the with. meeting next month, aren't you? I want my check. 
<laughs> so I'm let's my Bilderberg check. I want one too. Let's continue here at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up absolutely anything, but first, this message from Sakel. Yeah, right. Is it? Well, I was actually on the IM here with uh, with uh, Jason Osborne of Sakel CAI, and he thought that call was awesome. Uh, if you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collection, well, the call would not have been awesome had we uh, just let her ramble on. <laughs> Who's we? I saved that call. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> if you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, Sakel CAI is a great company to try. Give them a try out. Their um, their principal, Jason Osborne, is a big proponent of liberty and a big supporter of Free Talk Live. Go to freetalklive.com. See their banners, the top one on the right hand side of the page. Sakel CAI. And you know what? Collectibles are, are a pain in the neck for business owners. I, I've I've been finding myself in this position. And, you know, you don't know what to say. Collections, to you mean? Yeah, collections. I mean, the other day I had, to, I had to send a client an email about a collection and, you know, kind of remind him. And, and I said, you know, Tom, attaches our receivable statement for your company for 2010. Invoice number 22 seems to have fallen down a bent over Irish plumber's crack. Please look <laughs> into it. And I know I'm not going to get paid, but I didn't know what else to say. So if I had a professional doing that, then maybe I would get paid. The possibility exists. You know, you didn't get into business to uh, do collections. Um, it, it letting someone else handle that can make it a lot easier. Sakel, CAI. All right. So 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything you want. So the 10 things, uh, Wayne, that you wanted to share with us about the way things might look had the Federal Reserve not ever been created. Okay. Well, the vast majority of Where's Americans... Where's this coming from, by the way? This is coming from... Um, you know, it's, it's, it's out of helium, but I know it's, it's posted from somewhere else. I can find that out. Okay. Yeah. Just, just curious. Always good to cite our sources here. Yeah. The vast majority of Americans, including many of those who believe they are educated about the Federal Reserve, do not really understand how the Federal Reserve really makes money for the international banking people. Many of those opposed to the Federal Reserve will point out to the record $80.9 billion in profits that the Federal Reserve made last year as evidence that they are robbing the American people blind. But then those defending the Fed will point out that the Fed returned $78.4 billion to the U.S. Treasury. As a result, the Fed only made a couple billion dollars last year. Pretty harmless, eh? Well, actually, no. You see, the money that the Federal Reserve directly makes is not the issue. Rather, the magic of the Federal Reserve system is that it took the power of money creation away from the U.S. government and gave it to the bankers. Hmm. Now, the only way that the U.S. government can inject money into the economy is by going into more debt. But when new government debt is created, the amount of money to pay interest on the debt is, is not also created. In this way, it was intended by the international bankers that the U.S. government debt would expand indefinitely, and the U.S. money supply would also expand indefinitely. It's a uh, debt-based economy. Yes, it's a Ponzi scheme. In the process, the international bankers would become Of course, things wouldn't wealthy. be better. Just to point out, the one point I disagree with so far is that uh, things would not be better had the federal government had total control over, over printing the money. I Agreed. can't imagine they'd be any better because they, they were the ones that chose to hand it off to the Federal Reserve in the first place. And they could inflate it. It would just be debt-free money if, if they were to print it up. That's, that's the difference. There wouldn't be interest on it. But let me get to the, the 10 points here. I'll, I'll uh, scroll down. But in 1922, Henry Ford wrote the following. Quote, the people must be socialist, helped. by the way. Yes. The people must be helped to think naturally about money. They must be told what it is and what makes it money and what are the possible tricks of the present system, uh, which put nations and peoples under the control of the few. So number He was one, right about that. Yes, he definitely was. And, uh, of course, uh, nobody did that. The American young people have been kept in the dark about what money is. They, uh, the government school system does not educate 
young people as to what money really is and what it's what it you know the medium of exchange is supposed to be and it's supposed to be backed by value any of that you don't learn that in government school you, you don't learn it even in private universities and in, in economics departments in most cases either and henry ford also did say also that if the american people under, ever understood the monetary system there would be a revolution tomorrow mm. so well, i would agree they're, they're, i agree that uh, if, if enough people understood it that they would be outraged but let me skip down here a little bit. So number one, if the U.S. government had been issuing debt-free money all this time, the U.S. government could, could conceivably have a, a national debt of zero dollars. <laughs> well, <laughs> conceivably. Conceivably. But not likely. Instead, we currently have a national debt that's over $14 trillion. Number two, if the U.S. government had been issuing debt-free money all this time, the U.S. government would likely not be spending one penny on interest payments. Instead, the U.S. government spent over $413 billion in interest on the national debt last year. This money that belonged to the U.S. taxpayers that was transferred to the U.S. government, which in turn was transferred to the wealthy international bankers and other foreign governments. You know, um, the the I, they keep on talking about the U.S. government and it's, uh, um, you know, it... Clearly, creating, that's the editorial position. Yeah, creating yes. a, gov- a currency that is uh, a value that isn't messed with. But, you know, they've had their chance on multiple occasions. And I'm not willing to turn over the, the, uh, the, the managing of even a proper currency, even if we could wipe out what exists today and replace it with simply a, uh, you know, a, a metal-backed currency with gold and silver and copper and things like that, that people believed at one point that their currency was um, – I don't. I don't trust these people to uh, keep their hands out of the cookie jar. I think that they'll they'll return first fractional reserve banking, and then they'll return, uh, you know, create some kind of uh, fiat currency. They'll uh, make it illegal to possess metals themselves. All the things they've done in the past. I want the the, the United States government the heck out of the business of currency because people will figure what figure out what mediums they want to exchange. All right, we'll come back with more of this here in a moment. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and you can take control of the airwaves. Of course, the ideal situation. Situation would be to have the marketplace providing competing currencies. Exactly. Uh, more coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll free. Bring up anything you want. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com, and those features include the wiki. Over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. You can edit virtually anything on the wiki. wiki wiki.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and... Get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduates, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have an internships in all kinds of journalism and public policy. Uh, as a matter of fact, that the, the public policy, there are more than 100 think tanks and nonprofit organizations in Washington, D.C. and across the United States uh, working on issues ranging from privatization to energy policy to free speech. Internship responsibilities can include scrutinizing legislation for wasteful projects and onerous regulations, researching market-based approaches and placing articles in media outlets, leveraging blogs and social networking and mobilizing supporters. 
If you're interested in that, libertarianinternships.com has, um, you know, you can go go there, sign up for more information and receive updates and reminders. It's libertarianinternships.com. Don't forget the uh, generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops. You know, earlier tonight, uh, we actually just happened to mention the Index of Economic Freedom, and there's a new one out. Just came out, apparently. So we'll give an update on which country in the world is the most economically free. Uh, coming up here in a little bit, 800-259-9231. If you've heard this before, then you might already be able to guess. Yeah, it's no uh, surprise what the winner is on this one. So, uh, But in the meantime, we're going to continue with one of the reasons why this country is not the most economically free. So here's a cl- clear hint. It's not the United States. Uh, in fact, number, United States is number nine on the list. One of the reasons, the big reasons why, is because they're sucking the value out of the economy by the fact that uh, they have a fiat currency that allows the government people and their budget at the Federal Reserve to wave a magic wand to create more money and put it into circulation, thereby uh, essentially enriching the the bankers and enriching the people up at the top, the corporate uh, corporateers up at the top of the pyramid, if you will, uh, enriching them, and then that uh, money falls down to the rest of us in the economy, and, and essentially it's more dollars chasing the same amount of same amount of goods. So therefore, prices tend to go up as a result of that, making it uh, your buying power even. Uh, less than it's, it's hidden, ever been in the past. Tax. Yeah, and, it's and a, vicious, brought, a vicious hidden tax. And Mark brought something up really important uh, at the break, and that is that that uh, you know a lot of times, like this author uses the term international bankers, and some people, that's a code word for Jews. Yeah. And we love Jews. We love all people. And this is not about attacking any groups or anything. Uh, I don't hear that, Mark. I mean, uh, international banker is a statement about people that do banking around the world. I haven't heard any allusion to racism or bigotry in this. uh, I haven't. It just it it, it always prickles my ear. Yeah, for some people, they'll take it that way. I I understand what Mark is saying. Well, one of our uh, program directors and talk show hosts were on uh, WSPD AM in Toledo, Ohio, on Saturday nights, and Brian Wilson is one of the uh, talk show hosts there. He's also the program director of the radio station. This is interesting. This uh, this controversy surrounding him yeah he just recently got into some hot water in toledo uh, because he made a comment i don't have the exact quote in front of me but he was talking about school children in the the school district there in or some class or whatever and he made this statement about well these monkeys yeah and so of course some people are coming out and saying he's a racist monkey is clearly a pejorative term for black people and I'm sorry. There was no context to suggest he was talking about black kids. The school isn't a majority black or anything like that. It's 25% black, as I understand it. I used to call my kids little monkeys because right. that's how they run around and I jump call, around. I, I call Jack a little monkey, too. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just I, I, but there, I, there I are, don't know why people... I, I understand, like, some people will use that term as a pejorative term for black people and... I get it, but what I don't want to lose is uh, the ability to, um, you know, call call anything uh, by a primate. You know, I mean, at what point do you? It is orangutan, gorilla, monkey, ape, um, and every sort of term alluding to a primate now uh, a pejorative term against uh, people of you know African American yeah, descent. Yeah, th- that gets a little ridiculous, but I just thought we should address that. But yeah. anyway, getting back to that. Um, Getting back to a tip, top ten uh, things that might be different in the absence of a Federal Reserve. Yes, and we were just finishing up number two when we discussed the fact that the U.S. government spent over $413 billion on interest last year. And if it keeps going at its present rate, uh, the government pr- will projectedly be paying $900 billion in interest um, by the year 2019. But that's at a present rate, and it seems to be going up exponentially. But let's get to number three. If the U.S. government 
could issue debt-free money, there would not even have to be a debate about raising the debt ceiling because such a debate would not even be necessary. Number four, if the U.S. government could issue debt-free money, it is conceivable that we would not even need an IRS. You doubt this? Well, the truth is that the United States did just fine for well over 100 years without a national income tax. But about the same time, the Federal Reserve was created, uh, an income tax was also created as well. That's the same right. year. Yep. 1913. The whole, the whole idea was that the wealth of the American people would be transferred to the U.S. government by force and then transferred into the hands of the ultra-wealthy in forms of interest payments. Now, again, And those are the U.S. Not, government. Yeah, but there was nothing wrong with being wealthy. The problem is there are wealthy people who use the government to steal from the public. They're predatory, and that's, the pro- that's what we're talking about, predatory practices where people use government to, to pick other people's pockets. Number five, if the Federal Reserve did not exist we would not be on the verge of natu- nat- national insolvency. The Congressional Budget Office is, projected, well, has, is projecting that. that the U.S. government debt held by the public would reach a staggering six, 716% of GDP by the year 2080. Well, that means a lot. We won't be around. Anyway, we'll get into the debt spiral thing at another time. Number six, if the Federal Reserve did not exist, the big Wall Street banks would not have such an overwhelming advantage most Americans simply have no idea or, that over the last several years, the Federal Reserve has been giving gigantic piles of nearly interest-free money to the big Wall Street banks, which they turned right around and started lending to the federal government at a much higher rate of return. I don't know about you, but if I were allowed to do that, I could make a whole bunch of money very quickly. In fact, it has come out that the Federal Reserve made over $9 trillion in overnight loans to major banks, large financial institutions, and other friends during the financial crisis of 2008 in 2009. Well, certainly the uh, the bankers are given privileges. When they sign on board with this system, uh, they have some real sweet deals that come along with this. I mean, being associated with the Federal Reserve gives you the ability to create money from thin air, essentially. Not only does the Federal Reserve get to create money from thin air, but their member banks also do as well. Well, they essentially... As I they loan it into existence. Yes. Right, they loan it into an existence, but that doesn't mean they're not responsible for it. Um, do you understand? So if I was, they're not a, responsible if they get bailed out. Indeed. Yeah, and they yeah. needed bailouts. And they did. Yeah, yeah. major bailouts. And, and of we, course, it's the big boys that are getting the bailouts, yes. not the little guys. A lot of little guys got bailouts too. Really? There's, yeah. There's well, also, a lot of them are getting shut down. No. There's also a revolving door between some of these big Wall Street banks and the U.S. Treasury. Look at a lot of the people who were the Treasury secretaries used to work for a, a famous Wall Street investment bank. We won't mention the name because I think we all know what it is. Let's get to number seven. <clears throat> if the Federal Why not Reserve, mention the name? Goldman Sachs. Okay. There we go. <clears throat> if the Federal Reserve did not exist, number seven, it is theoretically conceivable that we would have an economy with little or, or no inflation. Of course, that would greatly depend on the discipline of our government officials, yeah. <laughs> which is not very great at this point. Uh, or the, ever. But the sad truth is that our current system is always going to produce inflation. In fact, the Federal Reserve System was originally designed to be inflationary. Just check out the inflation charts that are – this one's posted below, but you can look at this. It's, it's generally uh, a true statement, yes. uh, except for the case where uh, you actually could have deflation, and some would say we are – um, because we do in some areas, right? Well, that's just lower lower prices because of lower demand, and and but well, no deflation of the money supply where loans are being called in, uh, there that money's going away. Yes, that's, that's deflationary. True. That can be deflationary. It depends on where the money flows because they could be pulling the money in from the the small business, but then but then the banks could have plenty of money. 
How many more do we have here, Wayne? There, we're up to number eight. All right, so more coming up here, a few more of the uh, things that could be the case in the absence of the Federal Reserve. But clearly this doesn't go far enough, so let's talk about our vision for what could be possible in the absence Excellent. of the Federal Reserve. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This guy's really only describing a baby step sort of a change. Uh, we need to take a huge leap into monetary freedom. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam. You can watch. You can listen. You can interact. The chat room is built in to the very same page. You go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can do all that for free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. The webcam brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP. At up to 99% off of list price. I, it's it's hard to imagine, but it's true. I've gone there and I've taken a look myself. It's MemoryDealers.com. If you're in the market for optical transceivers, they also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. In some cases, they can get the private labeling done overnight. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery, MemoryDealers.com. All right, so we're sharing with you, and Wayne, did you ever discover what the source of this uh, piece was? Yes, it's the Economic Collapse blog. Okay, so uh, 10 things, according to them, uh, that yeah. would maybe be the case if the Federal Reserve were never created. We're on number eight. We're on number eight. And this is not a particular, uh, not a particularly liberty-oriented vision that they're presenting. They just want to put the government's, uh, they want to put the government back in total control over money creation. And I mean, essentially, they are still in control of it. They're the ones that helped uh, create and implement the Federal Reserve. Right. But uh, I understand their point, and maybe you could argue it'd be slightly better. Um, I, th- I think it probably would because you wouldn't have the the interest payments, which are huge. Which but, suck a lot of money off the top of the economy. But, but many people argue that uh, politicians have a short-term view, whereas the, uh, uh, the, the the bankers have a longer-term view. I I don't know. I mean, t- to me, having anyone in control of the of the money supply means that they're going to fiddle with it. Yeah, having if a money I was monopoly. in control of the money supply, I would fiddle with it. There's right. too much temptation. It's been going on for years. I mean, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of years in the past when money actually was gold and silver, when it would pass through. Uh, uh, the you know the house of state they would chip pieces off the edge. I mean, <laughs> it's been going on for a long time. So let's continue. There's more 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 clever ways to inflate. Number eight: If the Federal Reserve had never been created, the U.S. dollar would not be a dying currency. Since the Federal Reserve was created, the U.S. dollar has lost well over ninety-five percent of its purchasing power. By constantly inflating the currency, it transfers financial power away from those already holding the wealth namely the American people, to those who were able to create more currency and more government debt. Back in 1913, the total U.S. national debt was just under $3 billion. Today, the U.S. government is spending approximately $6.85 million per minute, and the U.S. national debt is increasing by over $4 billion per day. Number nine, if the Federal Reserve did not exist, we would not have an unelected, unaccountable fourth branch of government running around that has gotten completely out of totally out of control. Even some members of Congress are now openly complaining about how much power the Fed has. For example, Ron Paul told MSNBC last year that he believes that the Federal Reserve now has more power than Congress. Hmm. 
Number 10, if the Federal Reserve had never been created, the American people would be much more free. We would not be enslaved to this horrific national debt. Our politicians would not have to run around the globe begging people to lend us money. Representatives that we directly elect would be the ones setting the national monetary policy. Now, this is where we all differ from this fellow. We we believe that the federal government should have their hands out of money completely. Should be yeah. if, a lot they, of his are speculative, suggesting that well, if we just had responsible uh, members of Congress, then things would be better. Yeah. Uh, but where's the evidence that would happen? Like right. if, Even if, in the absence of the Federal Reserve, if uh, lions ate grass, then what would you know? How would the world look? Right. And this is number 10. So I think we should kind of veer off into our own uh, realm here, because I think this is definitely a step in the right direction. And the fact that people... Even, it's good that people are talking about they're it. They're talking about it, exactly. But I think that, as, as you've mentioned, he's not going far enough, that the, the, the interest rate should be set by the marketplace based on the supply and demand for money. A... Second, yeah, debt-free money is great, but you know there has to be some kind of worldwide bankruptcy because there's just more debt than anybody could ever mathematically pay back. So everything around the world, because this is not just the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, Euro- the European countries are in the same boat, Latin America, you name it. They're all in, in major debt, and the only way that you, you uh, start fresh and rebuild is if you have a lot of debt is, is you go bankrupt and you liquidate your debt and you start over. So how do we get from here to there? That's the tricky part because I what I'd like to see is a true free market in money where banks or private uh companies or individuals or whoever wants to could enter into the marketplace and, and bring some sort of currency to the market and try to persuade people to use uh, their currency. And of course, as happens in the market, uh, there would be competition and, and hopefully the best would rise to the top, You know, just as we've seen with Blu-ray versus HD DVD. You mm-hmm. guys remember that? Well, maybe, maybe most people don't remember HD DVD because it wasn't as good. Uh, the marketplace chose uh, chose Blu-ray in that case, but that doesn't mean that there couldn't still be another video format. I mean, for years there was VHS and there was Laserdisc. So in the same reason, there could, in the same way, there could be multiple currencies uh, that are that are frequented and passed around between individuals in the marketplace. I think having that uh, that open market and currency is a great idea, but the tricky part is getting there. Well, first of all, repealing the legal tender laws would help a lot because then you could choose, uh, you could make an agreement with somebody what, how you want to pay them. You can do that now, but the legal tender laws force business owners and pe- everybody, I think, uh, to take the Federal Reserve notes well, I think, as payment. <clears throat> there's not many people out there that won't take Federal Reserve notes. The biggest problem is is the ability to compete. Um, the uh, the Liberty Dollar, as uh, you know, many of our longtime listeners will remember, was shut down for competing, attempting to compete too, uh, too you know, too well with the United States. Yeah. And those uh, folks are Reserve still note. facing federal charges. And they they got they got too successful at first. They they ignored them, but then as they got more and more successful, and then the Ron Paul came. A campaign came around. They That's were making right. Ron Paul uh, uh, medallions. That's when that they was struck. very threatening to them. It, it was right after the Ron Paul uh, coppers, I think, came out that uh, that they decided to strike, and essentially the federal government came in, swooped in, and stole all of their gold and silver from their, their armed computers, vault. their uh, their papers, but everything. They had a pretty good model, and, and I, I like what uh, Del Valley Silver is doing as well now with silver rounds, but. Uh, I, I li- and I like Ron Paul's idea to really phase out the, the Federal Reserve note by having introducing competing currencies and letting people decide how they want to pay each other. Yeah, it right. would be well, great. That's if- what Ron, yeah, Ron Paul's idea in and um, in, in the Fed is that there should be competition in uh, money, and I think that that would probably be the best thing. It would be great if yeah, I agree with you. It would certainly be useful if 
somebody like Ron Paul had some success at getting rid of the Federal Reserve from the top down, I don't know how oh, likely I don't see, that's I don't going. see that as happening, and I don't even know no. how one would go about doing it. Um, you know, I mean, that would I would leave that to experts that were uh, above above me in that uh, understanding. But I, I think it's a I think it's whimsy. I think that uh, it's it's like the uh, you know the the uh, I don't know even know what these people's titles are, but people that'll go and redraw the United States with uh, states that make more sense. You know, instead of uh, <laughs> New Hampshire and Vermont being split long ways, let's split them sideways. As a matter of fact, let's just stick them together, make one kind of rectangular state. That'll be better. You know, and they stick it together in whatever way they want to. And it's just whimsy. It's just them imagining how things are going. And I, you know, it's fine to imagine that we could shut down the Federal Reserve, but I... Not bloody likely. I, t- to me, that, that, you know, whimsy is the term that comes up. Secession is so, far more likely. Mo- what's yeah. more likely is that they'll... I, I don't think secession's even likely either. I think what's most likely is the United States government will spend itself into complete insolvency and that uh, they will cease to be the world's uh, economic uh, current uh, economic uh, excuse me reserve currency and that they'll you'll see a, a monetary collapse at yeah. which point people realize the state governments dollar. will be responsible for running their own show because the federal government right. will be flailing around like a dying beast and then uh, the state governments will have to figure out something or you know people will have to figure out some kind of way to exchange goods and services and unfortunately it may take that before individuals begin to really realize that the dollar is a really poor idea. It'll, it may take hyperinflation or the failure of the, the, the federal government. The problem is, is that there won't be a competition, even a, a, you know, a competitive model out there. There won't be anything out there. Well, there might yeah. be. There are well, some they're, competitive. They're, 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 but they're not competitive in the same way as the Liberty Dollar was. The Liberty yeah. Dollar was, you know, using, uh, was using the dollar symbol, which people mm-hmm. could understand. Most of them are currently working in ounces, which is a safe... Was, the safe route you i can exchange uh you know an ounce of silver for what i consider yeah. to be 30 dollars worth of work well but we're starting to you. see the beginnings of some alternatives and you're right but, the, 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 but then the fed's gonna or you know the secret service is gonna come in kick their door that's down, why take their secession money. is needed. that's why they're scared to death i understand yeah. but i i think secession's whimsy too honestly well we need to start talking about that that needs to be I'm a conversation people are having it. well I think you people, talk it into reality i think people need to understand that uh that likely their state is going to be on its own at some point uh, you know god help the people in illinois but uh, their yeah. state is going to be on its own at some point because the federal government isn't going to be there to uh, to save them let's talk to steel blaze in new hampshire you're on free talk live steel blaze can we hold you over hello steel okay he's not there all right so more coming up here at 800-259-9231 you can take control of the airwaves bring up whatever's on your mind Hour number three is next. Coming up, the world's freest economy. The report is out. We'll give you the clue as to who is the most free and who not so much. All coming up here in a moment. Free Talk Live. You take- How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535 double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. (laughs) Cruise.freetalklive.com. Thank you. 
third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. The number is 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Main feature allows you to create the content on the website. You submit something, whatever you find online that you think is interesting, submit it to the site. Other listeners will then see it and vote on it, whether they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most liked make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So head over there, get interactive. Still to come, the Bubble Congress. We've got to talk about that. And the number one most economically free country in the world, and those that aren't so free. Uh, we'll get to that, too. But first, to the phones and the fun, we go to Kenny in Florida. On uh, Kenny, you're on Free Talk Live. Kenny the player in the house once again. What's up? Kenny the player. <laughs> what's on your mind tonight? Okay, so um, let me let me start at, off at, with a disclaimer. What I'm about to say does not apply to all women, and it doesn't apply to all men, but to most. Last week, when Scott the Bigot was talking about relationships, um, he said that most women. Um, I'm not sure how he said it, but he said that most. He thinks that most women. Well, to uh, you know, they they look they trying to get something from the man. Okay. And and you all said that, well, that's a negative way of looking, and and that's you know that's pretty much not the right way to look. But the way I heard it is that what you all were saying and what he was saying is essentially the same thing, only the wording was different. Where he was saying that women are want want something from him, and he wants something from the women. You all were saying, well, that's not the right way of doing it, but you all should be trying to um, help each other something to achieve whatever it is. And I think that's the same thing, only you're taking out the socially unacceptable phrase and putting it in with the politically correct one. Well, um, did you hear the vitriol with which he said it? I don't remember uh, distinctly, but I do remember him being very disappointed that women might want something. And uh, I would agree with you that all social interactions are, um, you know, both people, um, either they walk away happier about, uh, you know, what has gone on or they walk away unhappier and unlikely to uh, participate in that interaction again. So if it's a relationship and you want somebody to interact, continue to interact with you on that level, then you're going to have to make them feel like they've gotten something from the exchange. Absolutely. It depends on how you approach things. Do you approach things from the perspective of a Scott the Bigot who believes the world is out to get him, who believes that women are out to get him, who believes that you know he's just trying to be taken advantage Someone's trying to Apparently take advantage Jews of Jews are out to get him, too. Or, and and he'll, he'll attract that, too. If that's his sure opinion, he he'll, he'll attract women like that to him to make himself right. So do you approach it from that perspective, or do you approach it from the perspective of what, what do I have that I can bring to this relationship so I can get what I want. How can I help this person get what she wants or what he wants in return so they can help me get what I want? Of course, it's a give and a, it's a, give and a take sort of thing, and, and everybody is bringing something to the table. We're entering into relationships because we believe we're going to get something that's enriching from it. Uh, if we all believe that we would be able to be just fine on our own, I mean, we are just generally fine on our own, but we can be better uh, when we're co-creating, if you will, with, uh, with another human being. So, uh, so I think it depends on the uh, the approach, and I think that makes a huge difference. All the difference, you know. And Scott think, tends to paint with a very broad brush about almost everything I've heard him talk about. Kenny, I think. Um, I, how do I say this? What what was it? His wording? Because I'm not talking about the you know his anti-Semitic comments. I'm you know I'm against that 100. But I'm talking about we talking about relationships. What was 
his wording, exactly what was his wording that that was um, that didn't sit sit too well with you all. I couldn't tell. I you don't know, man. It's been a week. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've done twenty something hours of radio since then. I heard him call uh, another radio show, the Howie Carr Show. I happened oh, to hear God. he called that show the other day, and Howie Carr hung up on him. Well, wow. Howie Carr's a hack. Anyway, true, but I uh, mean, he called in that show. He he likes to call in his shows, obviously. Yeah, he's a professional uh, caller. Apparently, he's called Ed. Ed, what is it? Ed Schultz. Uh, he's called uh, Stephanie Miller. Apparently, I wonder if he's disabled. Just sits at home and does that. I uh, I think he's just disabled in his mind, Mark, because he cannot uh, get along with other human beings. He only wants to talk to people that are uh, white Christian males. Anyway, we're getting aside from the the track here to generalize what his uh, what his wording was. I mean, I can generally recall. I mean, it's essentially what you said was that he believes that you know women are out to get him. You know, basically, I don't think they are. <laughs> but what does that But what does that mean out to get him though? I I got Take the impression that they him. wanted something from him. Uh, that he felt that they wanted something from him, and I don't know whether he has that thing to provide. I you know I I can't imagine he does whatever it is. Well, that's true. I'm sorry. What? That's, that's true. Right, right. I mean, women don't like him because he's an a-hole and he hates people and he doesn't have compassion towards others. Well, I agree with that, but, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Tom Likas. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Sure, oh, sure. Likas like us 101. You want me to blow you up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I remember him when I, when I lived in L.A. He was on the radio every day in the afternoon during drive time, and I loved his show. But he had his was remarks, the 70s? but he essentially he was saying uh, the same thing where, it's, you know, relationships, at least for a man and a woman, it's, uh, it's a supply and demand kind of thing. And it's, you know, to see it as anything else, I think it's, you know, you're fooling yourself. I don't look I, at it. I agree. However, it's like, let's look at the hamburger situation. Um, so when you go into the restaurant and they give you a hamburger, you're not upset when they ask you for the price. So what Scott is is upset about the price. I can't believe they want a price for this hamburger. <laughs> so like, <laughs> ah! like you know, if you're not willing to pay the price, then you're not gonna get whatever it is that they're offering. Oh. So what are they offering? I don't know. Companionship, sex, uh, you know, a better life. Those are pretty Martin, good things. Like what? Say what? <laughs> I said, Mark, you make it sound like it's prostitution. I'm, I'm not going to call it prostitution. I think that you get much more out of a There's wife me. than you do. Uh, uh, believe me, a wife will cost you a lot more than a prostitute will in a long, absolutely. In the long run. But the prostitute isn't going to love you. You know, the prostitute, you're not going to have those feelings there and the, that experience likely with a prostitute. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, prost- most prostitutes are not Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. It's not going to end up that way. They're just you're a client, and that's all. Do you believe that you're a client of uh, the women you're relation you're in relationships with? Do I believe I'm a client? No, because I don't <clears throat> I don't talk to I don't associate myself with women who are just out for my resources, resources being money, cars, free dinners, mm-hmm. so, on, so on and so forth like that. I don't associate myself with those kind of women. That's good. But but most women, not all women, not all women, not all women, they're like that. Even though they make their own money, they still prefer men that has more resources than them. Which man wouldn't prefer? What, what man wouldn't prefer to have a woman? I think a lot of men would also prefer to have a sugar mama, if you will. I mean, who wouldn't want to have a situation like that? Well, it, it's not all it's corrected to be. Ian. I understand that, uh, Wayne. It's nice to be self-sufficient and all, but I think that's a pretty attractive situation. 
I didn't. I, I, I've uh, dated uh, a lot of women in my time, and my experience has never been that they have been overtly uh, mercenary in what it is that they've wanted or anything like that. They've never demanded gifts. Um, they've never, uh, you know, said. They've all always to a to a person wanted was more of my time, and more of my emotional energy, mm-hmm. and not more of my uh, f- physical resources. Um, you know, maybe maybe I'm just lucky at picking them out, but that's not the way I see the uh, see the world, and that has not been what I've experienced. Have some of them wanted to quit their jobs and have me support them, um, and you know, going on and you know, be, be a housewife or something like that? Sure, uh, that's happened, but mm-hmm. uh, you know that that. That's been the only uh, evidence uh, supporting what you have to say. But I think, I think yes, Mark, you are lucky because I was listening was a couple of years back where it was on Valentine's Day, and Ian was saying that um, women who don't who don't get a gift tend to act a certain way, and and if they act a certain way, you know, they're gold diggers, and I agree with that. And most women, if you don't get them a gift on certain days of the week... There's no doubt there are women like that. People will no respe- people respect days, and I, I tend not to do that. But, I mean, when, when Valentine's Day comes up, you got to kind of look at, you know, what it... But Kenny's right about that. There's a certain amongst some people. And I, think, I don't think I it's just women. People want a gift on Valentine's Day if they're in there's a an expectation that but gifts it doesn't need to be a diamond, dude. Right. There's some women have those expectations. I agree with Kenny on that. I don't think it's all of them. And we're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Control toll free. Bring up whatever you want. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features free. We've got listening options live streams, broadband, and dial up versions, webcam. Listen lines allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Our free satellite feed, as well as uh, 90 radio stations across the country. We just cracked into the uh, the 90s, and it's all thanks to listeners like you supporting the show in various ways, like the Free Talk Live AMP program. We'll tell you more about that here in a little bit. But you can always listen in over at listen.freetalklive.com, and you can do it for free. So you lead an active lifestyle. No matter what you do, there never seems to be enough time to get everything done. Why tell me about it. <laughs> With grocery <laughs> shopping, mall trips, kids, ba- um, kids baseball, you need a helping hand. The Totasack. It seems like wherever you go, you're carrying more than you can handle. Groceries, clothes, sports equipment. All this can make uh, can take its toll on one's back, hands, not to mention your patience. You need a way to simplify your life. The game engineering has developed the Totasac for one reason, to make your tasks easier. While Totasac won't be able to clear your schedule or solve some of life's bigger problems, it will make trips to the store and other places where you carry bundles around a lot less painful. Go check out the Totasac at totasac.us, T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot U-S. And to see the Totasac, buy a family pack today, give it to your family and friends. You won't believe how much easier your life will be once you've had a Totasac. You, you won't want to carry groceries without it. Totasac.us. Coming up, your chance to win a two-pack of the Totasac. Stay tuned for that opportunity. It's uh, coming up here in a little bit. 800-259-9231 is the call-in line number. You'll need that number to get on the air with us. The uh, contest lines will be different. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. We're talking about relationships with uh, Kenny the Playa. He is still with us here. And uh, so, Kenny, uh, 
we were just before the break there you were talking about the idea of gold diggers and uh, and people that were you know females but i think males can be gold diggers too yes um the people that are interested in milking a relationship for all it's worth monetarily and in uh, in other ways and is it your allegation that uh, that there's a significant portion of people out there that are like this i wouldn't say like i said um two nights ago I wouldn't call those women gold diggers because they have their own money. You know, they don't need a man's money. But the phrase that you usually hear, like on Oprah and and relationship books, is that women want a man that's at least on their level, quote unquote. And so it's, I guess it's kind of, I guess you could say it's gold digger like or gold digger ish, but not gold digger. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far because the woman has her own money. And yes, I would. Say so you're talking. You're only specifically addressing uh, financially sound women in this in this particular case. Correct. Correct. And I would say because our society, you know, women make their own money for the most part. You know, most most women are uh, independent. Um, <clears throat> but yes, I would say that most women. That's the status quo in our society. So because I, you I, know I, when they're little. I guess I have this question: um, Is is it gold digger like behavior to expect um, you know a man to pay for a date or two, um, to yes, expect uh, gifts at uh, you know certain holidays and stuff like that? Yes, it is. Okay, so because, you're saying because, that. Hold on, wait a minute. Because with the expectation, it comes it comes with entitlement. Because you, because you're a woman, you expect, which means you're taking the stand of entitlement. Because you have something in between your legs that's different from mine. You get to have free dinners and call, um, open car doors and all this other foolishness, and that's, that doesn't make any sense to me. Hey, you know, if you don't want it, you don't have to pay for it. Um, now the, but the the point I'd like to make is is that you know there's the, the societal norms, and some of those norms are on the first couple of dates the guy will pay, and um, you know after that maybe you know you start looking at uh, who's going to you know uh, split and that kind of thing. And there's also norms that say that uh, you know on holidays you give your loved ones gifts, and that if you don't give gifts to those loved ones, you don't love them. And those are the that's convers- a stupid norm. I I have. Agree with Kenny. You don't I think, have to like it. I, I think that some traditions are really but dumb. I, I'm not talking about spending a whole bunch of money. You can buy people inexpensive gifts. I'm, you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars in order to tell some to give somebody a gift. I think they giving just a gift out of society. Yeah, on, I think I think giving a gift out of a societal norm is really a, kind of a cheesy way to give a gift. I think that gift giving also, makes the most sense. I think not when, giving a gift because you're a stinking miser is a cheesy way to get out of it. Uh, yeah, that's not what I, that's that's not what I was talking about. I'm talking also, about giving a gift when a gift is an appropriate thing to give. When you have the uh, when you you have the right opportunity to give, that's not some sort of contrived uh, opportunity. Yeah. When it's a surprise, it's always better. When someone expects yep. a gift from you, that's it's not it's it's slavery. Absolutely, but, but and also it's also a societal norm to have faith in a spade and military. Also, so have what faith in a spade? It's it's all it's also a societal norm to have faith in the state and oh, the state. military. 
Yeah, that's true. In- indeed, I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that are these are is every battle worth fighting? And I don't think it is. I think that uh, you can get you can get and give small gifts between your uh, loved ones. It's not ones. a battle. You just talk about it in the beginning of the relationship, and that's pro- the problem is solved. You address that issue. And if if you're with somebody that's expecting big lavish gifts, then yeah, you are dealing with somebody who's uh, who's looking for something I, more. I would than, agree with but you. But certain parts so, of the country are worse about this than others. For example, when I lived out in Los Angeles and I worked in Hollywood, I used to go to a lot of Hollywood parties. And there were a lot of gold diggers at these parties. In fact, one of my friends would come to visit me from Texas, and he was a doctor. And we go to these parties, and we start thinking about, oh, what kind of um, menial uh, jobs can we make up? Because we we go to the party, and we'd stand there and sip on a drink, and some girls would come up. And the first thing they want to ask you is, what do, what do, you, do? you do? Exactly. What do you do? Because Looking dollar signs. Exactly. Eyes, right? So we would always make up these semi-menial jobs that we did and really sell it, you know, matter-of-factly. And then yeah, they'd, the garbage, man. And, and then they'd walk away. And then, and then we start laughing. They look, they look back at us like, what are you looking at? Uh, what are you laughing at, losers? You're the losers. And we think, no, you're the losers. Because <laughs> this guy's a doctor. And Tom Likas, and Tom Likas once said on the show um, that lying in those situations is a fantastic strategy because the women are looking strictly for money. I mean, being honest will work against you. Kenny, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I, I agree with a lot of things he said, but a lot of the you know, kind of the negativity yeah. uh, I, I certainly don't agree with. Uh, again, specifically the it idea It sounds like that, a combative uh, situation. If you're expecting combat, uh, single combat with your inside of your relationships against uh, and you're going to dominate um, and everything that you expect a relationship to look like is how the relationship is going to mm. look like. You know, good luck. I the, think you'll find that that combat you're looking for. Yeah, the world mirrors you back. Whatever you put out, you get back. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I do not uh, generally exchange gifts with my wife simply because we are not interested in doing the shopping. We are interested in paying off our debts. Mm-hmm. Like the, that's where we're at. Um, you know, she's not easy to buy for. She doesn't want much. So you know, these things don't affect me. However, I don't think it's that big of a deal to buy a thirty dollar gift for your uh, wife on Valentine's Day. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, well, it just all depends on whether or not you're with someone who thinks that's a contrivance or not. And if you are with someone who thinks that's a contrivance, then you're, you're with the right person if you're me. 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Helen listening in Ithaca. You're on Free Talk Live. Oh, oh hi there. I think the conversation is uh, diverted from where it started out. Because well, tell you what, we're going to let you bring it back to wherever you want to take it because this is Free Talk Live. So hang on. More with Helen in a moment. 800-259-9231. If you want the Tota Sack, a two-pack of them, call in now. The number is different. It's 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. Call in now to win a two-pack of the Tota Sack at totasack.us. There's more Free Talk Live coming. Dial in toll free. The number 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. Your co- uh, comments on relationships certainly welcome. And if we get a chance, we'll tell you about the uh, Bubble Congress here in a little bit. Wayne's got that story for us. Uh, but Kenny, the player, had called in from Florida to bring up a number of points regarding relationships. And uh, we're going to continue here with uh, your calls on that in just a moment. But first, Freedom's Phoenix. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. 
Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com. Speaking of updates, if you want to get uh, the latest on what's going on with Free Talk Live, you can go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up for our email updates list or join our Twitter or Facebook. Uh, You can do that all at news.freetalklive.com, and it's totally free. We go back to Helen listening to WNYY in Ithaca, New York. Hello, Helen. Hi there. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, my thoughts were that I don't like um, women being poor. Actually, there are more women in the job market right now than there are men. And that women are being portrayed as like we're all like gold diggers and stuff. No, I don't think and, anyone portrayed all women on uh, in that way. I, well, I, your, I, your, your, no, your first caller did. You, you guys didn't. I think Kenny made the point of saying not all women are, are like this. But uh, he certainly has had an experience. It seems like he's had experiences in his life with women who would qualify. Well, uh, as I wonder that. why he calls himself Kenny the Player. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't care less where, uh, like, anytime I go to a restaurant, I know I'm a better cook. I've worked as a chef, you know, like, I don't want guys to take me out to dinner for good food because I can make it better myself. You know? <laughs> and it's fun to make food with uh, with a loved one in the kitchen as well. There's a little bit of bonding that goes on there. Pinching. Yeah, and I think people really should be looking for a soulmate and not someone to be, like, paying their bills, you know. Exactly. I agree completely. You know, and this is my experience in life uh, with uh, with the women that I've dated is that they're looking for somebody to spend their life with. They're not looking for somebody to buy them stuff. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I think to some extent that Kenny the Playa is, is acting like a guy that has the expectation that that's how things are going to be, and he's getting life that way. If I go to bars expecting there be, to be drunk jerks that want to fight i'll bet i find them you know yeah, absolutely yes. so it, you, life is to some extent about what you're looking for whether you're looking for it in a positive or looking for it in a negative way yeah well I, i'm looking for someone who shares my values and stuff you know it's not easy to find sometimes There's absolutely a lot of when to connect you connect on and when you get into uh, a relationship, you're like I was saying earlier. I'd imagine Helen that you are, uh, you, you know, you're interested in in creating something with that person. You're you're not interested in seeing what you can get from that person. You you want to bring no. something to the table. You want to bring something to the table. You want to help that person be successful. You want to help that person get what he wants or what she wants out of life. So so the person you care about is happy. I mean, what could be more important uh, th- than that than the the happiness of the person that you want to be partners with yeah but i don't think i'm the exception to the rule i, I don't think that most i mean i have a lot of female friends and i don't they're not walking around trying to find people to pay their bills you thank know? you helen I wait, wait a second it. helen what do you think about buying gifts for loved ones on holidays um you should buy them whatever they really covet or they something they really want and if you can save the money up for it then you should give it to them you know Something positive. Thank you, Helen, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Bing in Kentucky. Bing, you're on Free Talk Live. Bing, Kentucky. Hey, guys. Hey, what's uh, on your mind? I just wanted to say, in my experience, uh, most women don't tend to be that way. I think he might uh, be looking for people at the uh, club, so to speak, since he said he says he doesn't he go to clubs. The playa. He, he says he doesn't I, go to clubs. I, uh, strangely. Oh well, it, that that seems to be the kind of type of person that would uh, go there. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, in my experience, uh, I have dated uh, a few women, and uh, it seems to be that uh, most of them have the intention to try to build something and uh, create something that's good. I would say with my current girlfriend, every good experience that I've had has been when we were either building something or talking or doing something. It's not about the gifts. It's not about the things that I can buy her or that she can buy me. It's just simply about spending good quality time together. How do you feel about buying gifts on uh, obligation holidays? Um, you know, uh, started with uh, I kind of want to just spend time on holidays. Uh, maybe go out for dinner. I mean, that doesn't bother me at all to spend a little bit of money on that. I just like the previous caller, I just want to do something that's special for that person that makes them happy and makes them feel important. And I think that's, that's more about it. It's not. Yeah, I think that's you know, something that I want to do in a relationship on a regular basis. I don't want to wait for absolutely. a holiday to have some excuse oh, to try to make someone feel special. Right. I, yeah. Don't, trust me. I, I don't look for an excuse for that. I, I try to. I try to think of ways to do that every day. To be there honest you go. with you. Way to go, Bing. Thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Amos is on the line listening to WVTS in West Virginia. Hello, Amos. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, Yes, sir. I just, uh, uh, Mark and Ian probably know this uh, from being in Florida. You've probably heard about it. You know, if a guy, I guess it's still this case, if a guy is fairly good looking, like a single guy, and uh, doesn't have anything to do, uh, about this time of year, you know, down at Palm Beach and uh, Fort Lauderdale and Boca Raton, those places, there's a lot of these old-witted women that, uh, you know, their their husbands died, and a lot of them are like uh, their husband was a corporation president or something. They go down there in the winter, spend the winter down there in Florida, and they go into the they go to these parties every week, you know, constantly because a lot of them they do to raise. Uh, money for charities and so forth. A lot of these ladies, they just want some good-looking guy just to walk in with them, and then once they walk in, they they visit with their girlfriends, and you're pretty much free to roam around and uh, you know eat and drink and be merry and all that. And, and I understand some of these guys go down there, and they just kind of, you know, they just lounge around the mansion, you know, during the day or go around the beach or something. Where did you hear? Where did you hear about that? Is oh, it's something? been going on for years. I've heard I, about I that thought too. maybe some of you younger guys might know something about it. Yeah, I do. So you're saying it's an older lady that wants to have a young man on her? Well, own? yeah, like like women. I don't know. These are women that are you know say in their sixties, seventies. But they're not they, they're not cougars. They're not interested in having sex with the the man. No, they just mainly want an escort to just to walk in with because they, their tradition they don't go to these parties. By Wayne's themselves. nodding his head. You've done this, Wayne. I haven't done it, but I've had friends who have. I've had a chance to do it, but I just never felt yeah, comfortable doing if it. You're, if you're fairly good looking, I mean, it's not really a romantic thing. You know, no. you just kind of walk, you're just kind of more of an escort. You kind of bring them in there. Arm and then, candy is what you are. Yeah, it's just so they don't feel, they like to have a man bring them into these exclusive parties and then they take them, you know, take them back. And you're saying apartment. they're financially set. They are, they're actually, you know, sitting on the money from hubby who passed away. Yeah. Right? Like some guy at the corporate, you know, I'm talking about Palm Beach, which you got some of the richest people in the world. Yeah. West know, Palm Beach. Yeah. Places like that, you know, thanks for so sharing that. Like, you know, hmm? you know, an enter- enterprising young man that might uh, not have anything else to do if he's, 
good looking, he might want to head down there this winter. I don't know, know how you make those connections, or where you, who you have to know, or what, uh, how you end up in those circles. Uh, I, I worked at a health club for a couple of years, and my experience, uh, you know, you know, I was hit on by more than one uh, older. A gal, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't get the impression they were going to stop with arm holding it uh, at, uh, as we walked in. Yeah, I don't. I, then. Yeah, I, well, I don't. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know anything about that. But I just <laughs> maybe you could maybe go down there and get a job like as a caddy or working around a you know tennis uh, center or something, or like you say, a fitness club, something like that. Or a tight maybe. shirt. Guys. Amos, thanks for the call okay. tonight. I appreciate okay. hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Kind of sounds like something that falls into your lap that you don't go looking for. It, you know, it would I mean, seem that way. Finds you. Yeah, I don't imagine there are too many male escort services that are servicing older ladies. I'd imagine most male escort services are servicing men. One eight hundred. I guess. Yeah, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Maybe you've got some insight into what Amos was talking about. Maybe you've been there and done that. You can share your story, bring up whatever you want, and if we get a chance, we'll talk about Bubble Congress in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Your calls, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Uh, it actually allows you to control the content of the website. That's the main feature, but there are all kinds of... Ooh, excuse me. There are all kinds of other uh, interactive features there that you can uh, get involved with at no cost to you. It's a free site, but there are ways to support the show. One of those ways is to become a Free Talk Live amplifier. And that basically means that you're sending three bucks a month into the show and it's that money's being combined with other people's three dollars a month. And uh, it's all being reinvested into Free Talk Live. We're using that money to get on more radio stations around the country. Uh, We just announced last night uh, brand new stations, three new stations, uh, WF. DM in Fort Walton Beach on both AM and the FM band, uh, plus uh, KFNA in Abilene, Texas, jumping on board and bringing us up to 90 radio affiliates from coast to coast. So it's thanks to listeners like you becoming Free Talk Live amplifiers that helps make this expansion possible in a much faster manner because you really are essentially accelerating the process of Free Talk Live getting on other radio stations and thereby exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So please go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll learn about the perks you get access to, like the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum, and podcast, and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. All right, Wayne, let's talk about the Bubble Congress. What's going on? I thought this was an Onion article when you uh, shared the concept with me. Yes, I know. It, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Onions, uh, uh, the Onion newspaper is a uh, it's satire. Yeah, satire. Satire yeah. paper. In the wake of a mass shooting in Arizona that left six dead and one congresswoman in the hospital, some Republican lawmakers seem to be the most worried about finding ways to protect themselves. Representative Dan Burton, Republican from Indiana, wants to enclose the House gallery in a transparent and substantial material, such as plexiglass, an aide told CBS News. We need a laser shield! (laughs) His legislation aims to keep the public from being able to throw explosives or other materials at members <laughs> while they are on the House floor. It is not the first time Burton has proposed such a measure. Wait, point of information. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. Where is this uh, shield thing supposed to go? 
uh, around the gallery. I guess that's where the uh, the congressmen and women uh, gather to to talk, and you know the, the inner core there where they all sit. I see. So there's an area in which the uh, the regular folk, the unwashed masses, can sit, uh, and so they're basically saying that there needs to be a shield in between those areas. Interesting, isn't gotcha. it? So, but it's not the first time he's proposed such a measure. <laughs> An earlier earlier bill reads. The architect, quote, the architect of the Capitol shall enclose the visitors' galleries of the House of Representatives with a transparent of substantial material and shall insist equipment, shall install equipment so that the proceedings on the floor of the House of Representatives will be clearly audible in the galleries. The bill cites past attacks on Congress, including the 1915 bombing by anti-war protesters. 1915. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how we rationalist gets. Mm-hmm. The shooting of five members of Congress during the vote in 1954 and a 1971 bomb placed in the Senate bathroom by the Weather Underground. It's not clear how the proposed legislation would have made a difference in the case of the Weather Underground bomb. <laughs> Another GOP congressman, Representative Peter King of New York, is inva- advancing a bill that would make it a crime to bring a firearm within a thousand feet of a government official. Oh, my God! New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg. A federal government official, presumably, right? I, I suppose so. It just says a government official here. Because that's going to be a real problem for New Hampshire, where we have open carry, uh, and anybody can walk around with a gun in pretty much anywhere they want. There are a few exceptions to that rule. I think maybe school campuses, uh, for instance. But I think that, that that should mean that the, the federal officials aren't allowed to come within 1,000 feet of somebody who has a firearm. <laughs> that's better, but how, how do you know? Where a government official is I, at just any lock, time. Lock That's, their butts up if they come within a thousand feet of somebody who has a gun. Just keep them locked up in their little uh, plexiglass chamber all the time. Right. You know, I mean, just the fact that you have a gun on you does not mean that you're going to do anything with it. And the idea that, uh, um, you know, that that you as the person who has the gun should be held responsible. Why shouldn't the uh, the federal official who uh, you know isn't supposed to be one of that thousand feet of you? Why shouldn't they get locked up? I just think it's interesting here that uh, this government, this is a Republican that was proposing the first yes, idea, Republican. and then a Democrat on the second one. Uh, the Republican, the supposedly small government party, right? The small government Republicans, uh, they're really focusing on making government smaller. Oh, no, no, he's planning on increasing, you know, he wants to, this is essentially an increase in the, the government because yeah. it's going to require funding and, and actually, all of that. Actually, these are both uh, uh, Republican congressmen. And then the New York mayor, Bloom, Michael Bloomberg, who's also a so-called Republican, Release a statement Tuesday backing the measure um, proposed by this other guy. But if the if the Republicans were actually in there to uh, you know to to make things better as far as reducing the uh, the, the government's involvement in people's lives, uh, reducing their footprint uh, in 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 you know individuals and and the control that they have over our lives, if they were actually doing that, uh, I would think that'd be relatively popular. Like they wouldn't have too much to be afraid of. But no, they're bombing people, they're killing people, they they're, are they're passing laws that most people don't want. They're ramming things things through. Yeah. people are very upset. And they know this, right? This is these are indicators that these Congress people know they're they feel like they're being targeted by the crazies out there, and there's a reason why they're hurting folks. I'm not saying it's justified what uh, mm-hmm. what the guy did over the weekend. It's, it's not, not at all. It was not justified for the uh, the, to the people to attack on 9/11. It was it's never justified to use violence and retaliation. Uh, I think for violence, I don't think that solves problems. But I understand. I understand why people are angry. I understand why people flew planes into buildings. And I understand why people might want to attack these folks in Congress. I understand it all. I'm for this plexiglass shield thing. I just hope it locks from the outside.
<laughs> exactly. I hope we could just keep them in there. All right, you where'd know? you get that joke from? Give that wasn't a little, yours. Uh, exercise wheel, um, you know, some uh, some water they can drink out of the the little thing with the <laughs> little ball in it. That's what we need. Well, can we actually have them have balls on the street level too? That way we can watch. No, don't them. let them out. But you lose them. They wouldn't be the pets of us. They're still the pets for the people who donate to their campaigns. And all they, that. These are valuable people that need to be protected. So I wouldn't <laughs> let them out at all. Yeah, I just think this really is interesting because it just shows, especially the the one where they want a, a plexiglass divider, basically between them and the little people. I mean, as though they've as though they haven't pushed you far away from their activities enough. They've already, you know, winged you over to the side. You're already off uh, somewhere else, and you can barely see what's going on. And now they want to put a big shield in front of uh, what it is that they're doing. Why can't if if they would just act in the interests of their constituents rather than the people that they're working for, then I think there wouldn't be any problems. But Well, they can't do that, Wayne, because the constituents have different interests. So how do you act in the interest of the constituents when they disagree? Well, look, I think it's, it's a, a possible. Lot, you know, I don't I wouldn't justify any act of violence. I just think that a lot of people are very, very upset. And not yep. every, all people know how to express their their rage over all these bills that have been passed that nobody wanted, like the health care bill, like the food fascism bill. And, and 70 percent of Americans don't want to see the debt ceiling raised uh, raised next week. What do you think is going to happen? It's going up. It's going up. You bet. It's just another brick in the wall. Why don't they even have it? Why send, don't they just send wipe your it out? congressman a letter quick. Quick! <laughs> and the Democrats are also planning their own legislation in reaction to these shootings. That's mm-hmm. how irrational everyone gets. Why can't people just st- st- sit back and and not talk and not uh, blurt out ridiculous things and blame people? Well, that's what they have to react, uh, Wayne. They have to pander to the people that voted for them. They have to make it look like we're doing something. This is important. It's our country. They, they attacked our government when they attacked this woman. Of course, they're not really yeah. concerned about the other five people. But uh, you know, th- this is an attack on our government, and now we need to d- just tighten down. We need to bend down the hatches. We need to make sure that uh, nobody can get in here that we don't want in here. And uh, we'll spend whatever it takes to do it because it's not our money. It's yours. Well, these people would love to have armed guards and things like that. Uh, That's what know, they're they, moving they towards. They would love to be that. I mean, you know, they'd love to have the limos t- carting them around and being treated like they're you know the president too and then once they uh you know they're they're done with their their term then they want it for then too you you can believe these people mm-hmm. want that kind of protection they want to feel important they want to feel like they're they're critical to the existence of the country and there's always that small percentage in any society of those those princes and princesses who think they're better than everyone else and they think that they should live off other people. And they run for office every time. Yes, they and, do. And I'm glad to use that term because that's really what these people are. They're parasites. They're parasites with huge egos, right? At least the ticks and the fleas that are sucking the blood out of your dog or cat, maybe. If you've, if you've got them, you shouldn't, though. You should get some sort of advantage or something like that. But if, if you have fleas and ticks, these, uh, at least they don't have the, uh, the ex- expanded ego, the big head, uh, so to speak, that these politicians do. They're not do. self-aggrandizing sociopaths. Yeah, exactly right. All right, so uh, 800-259-9231, that'll be the number for you to dial in tomorrow night to, uh, to take control of the airwaves. And now, these, neither of these have gone through. These are proposals, Wayne, that are on the table. And a lot of the gun control advocates are, are uh, advocating bills that will uh, limit the number of uh, bullets you can have in a clip, because some of those high-capacity <laughs> clips, like this, the one that this wacko used, they want to try to outlaw that, as if that's the real problem. You know, like yeah. mar- many martial arts teachers say, the mind is the weapon. Everything else is just a tool. 
All right, we'll be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Tonight, it has been Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Again, back tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. Have a great night. See you then. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net.